Welcome back to the Big Red Hunters podcast. We want to start out by saying thank you to our sponsors, Big Farig Coolers. They offer coolers, cattle coolers that hold medication and vaccinations, tumblers, growlers, and dry boxes. The coolest thing about Big Farig is you can customize it, customize it all with whatever you want. Uh, check them out at bigfarig.com, and uh, if you have any questions, email at info at bigfarig. Our next one is Glory Visuals. They specialize in wedding and commercial films. So they do videography and it's incredible. Y'all should go check them out on social media. You also can check them out on glorivisuals.com. Next up, Other Grass Outfitters. They specialize in dry field and Canada goose hunts. Uh, they run from November through February, and they've done an awesome video of Dive Bomb Industry, so you check it out. If you want to book a hunt, uh, call Crager at 308-637-7777, or check the other guys' outfitters on Facebook and Instagram. Next up is Faithful Images. Ooh. This is our personal photography business. Um, you can check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Faithful Images Nebraska, or our website, our website, faithfulimages.org. Next up, uh, Redbeard's Custom Calls. He runs the Timber Rattler or the Cut Down Duck Call and Crossing Guard Goose Call. Awesome calls, awesome quality. This guy's no, he knows what he's doing. So give uh, Andrew a call at 712-898-6989 and uh, let him know we sent you because he'll give you 10% off. Yeah, buddy. All right, next one is Chaku Peru, owned by Angelo. He specializes in big game and waterfowl hunts in the U.S., Mexico, South America, Europe, and Australia. So you can check him out at chakupuru.com or contact him at 469-999-4043. Last one up and a new sponsor to the podcast, Whitetail Taxidermy in Louisville, Nebraska. Owned by Jody Schultz. Uh, you might know him as Pappy from our YouTube. Awesome guy, and he's an award-winning taxidermist. So give him a call at... 402-630-0031. With that being said, those are our BRH podcast sponsors. We appreciate each and every one of them, and let's jump into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Bigger Hunters podcast. Today it is Jeremy and pretty much it, or Jeremy Hunter and Jeremy. <laughs> At this point, I might as well call you co-host Jeremy because you've been pretty much on like sixty percent of these at this point. I mean, I'm hinted at it. I mean, so I, I'm pretty much here whenever you want me to be. So, <laughs> Bigger Hunters audience, it's the question: Should I just say Jeremy is now a co-host? <laughs> Just don't let Shay listen because she'll be like, but I thought I was your co-host. I'll be like, you guys both can be my co-host. But while well, I'm thinking about it, we've talked about it. But this week, I actually ordered another Mario, another mic. Oh, yeah. So I ordered another pod mic. So we'll have another mic and then headphones, of course. That way we can have three people on here. So yeah. So when Terrell ever decides that he's going to get better or Shay. Well, he was, he, Terrell was at work today. So he got... He texted me last night. He was like, I've been cleared by the DEA. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, this is where we're working. Uh, so, but uh, go ahead and shout out your social medias so we'll get a chance. <laughs> yeah. Um, check us out at um, mostly Instagram and um, YouTube. We keep playing around with the idea of a TikTok, but we never do it. 
it's kind of an extra step but uh huntfish 365 um if you want to see lots of hunting and fishing content as i've said before it's hunting season obviously now so lots of duck hunting we've done some dove hunting and then we got some uh, deer and elk trips planned this year so oh boy we'll uh, want to see that i sure. think uh I'm trying to think i'm just like trying to get everything scheduled out but i think is that the last week in september i think the last week in september i'm going out and uh i'll be uh elk hunting with my dad yeah so he texted me was it yesterday yeah yesterday he was out scouting and said that he had a, he had, had issues finding bulls. He'd seen some uh, cows, but because yeah. they're not rutting, they weren't rutting it or in the rut yet. They like just hung out where people couldn't see them. Mm-hmm. But he said he finally saw some um, yeah yesterday. So that's really exciting. Yeah, I didn't really ever tell you about my uncle's uh, Nebraska cow tag. Hunt. I won't talk about it, most of it on the podcast. But we saw a bull that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> that good, huh? Oh, it was like three eighty. He was oh. huge. Oh. I literally, and it, it was just after shooting light, so I was like, you, you could, it was a little cloudy too, so you barely see it. And I yeah. just pulled up my binoculars, and I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> it was massive. Oh, but yeah, yeah. My buddy, uh, buddy Brad, uh, he's from Real Fresh Catch is his account. He has a YouTube and then uh, social media. So if you guys want to check him out. Uh, he went out and he actually shot a cow. Oh yeah, up, up out that direction and uh, had a great hunt. And he said that uh, what was it? Uh, he saw some saw some decent sized bulls and he said that he called a bull in within twenty two yards. Dang! And like he said that that was incredible. And then he said that he saw some fighting too. So I was kicking myself. I had brought my bugle and I've act- I mean we've messed around with yours a few times i've actually gotten pretty good at it and we were kind of following some elk and i heard a bugle way off in the distance and i went oh i left my bugle at camp i was so mad but yeah it is what it is well that's the thing is like the funny part is if you weren't be if you weren't hunting or looking for a cow you Mm -hmm. know that 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 bull would come in oh yeah like no 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 chance it would have come in well and on that on that property it's like it's like a 2200 acre property that we were hunting um and we were like two weeks later this year than we were for trails hunt yeah and the bulls had split the the cows were there was a hundred plus cows two weeks ago in one group and we saw the group we were hunting had 30. They had already started to split up and they were calling like crazy. And that was, it was a magnum bull. Like I was the, the guy that owns the property, he's up in his cabin. He's got a bull that's 360 with a broken beam on it. Yeah. And it was bigger than that. I just, I like, Ooh, that's the property if I ever pull my Nebraska bull tag yeah. that I'm going to. And he's got one bull that he's talked about last time I saw him, which he wasn't there this year, his rancher was, um, that is just is probably just shy of 400 roaming around that place. And I just... I wouldn't tell him. Nobody, nobody heard that. Yeah, no. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> you don't even know what unit I'm in. Uh, you don't know you the know, name elk, of the rancher. Elk do not exist in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, no, trails. nothing. Don't um, do it. They're not here. Don't worry about it. It's totally not going to take you 22 years to pull a tag anyway. So, well, it took my dad seven. So, yeah, might as well add on times I'm at, two. I'm at five. So, <laughs> all right. I think we got a little off. Uh, yeah, yeah. Topic. So. I uh, spoke about it last week, just talked about our opening mornings. Um, I got a pretty sick video of this teal just coming in, and it just gets destroyed. <laughs> so I, my post was, uh, what is, it's, it's like uh, that happens when you hunt all weekend, and it's a mon Tuesday, or like a Tuesday, or Tuesday Monday, you know, like a Monday morning, just get killed by work. Mm-hmm. Just gets water swatted so today we're going to be talking about oh there we go it's a lot better when that twos monday hits after a long weekend of hunting just gets destroyed so great video great clarity i was excited to put it on i got some feedback oh i knew it was coming you texted me (laughs) on saturday and said i'm gonna make a meme out of this little clip you sent it to me i was like oh he's about to get destroyed so (laughs) So I, I just couldn't, I couldn't stop myself. And 
just because it's such a good video, but I had to post it. And honestly, I did it some just because I knew it would rile people up, and I like to rile people up for fun. <laughs> and so <laughs> I got some feedback. So today we're going to be talking about water swatting. I'm going to give, we're going to be kind of talking about both sides of the issue, uh, kind of give all, everybody's viewpoint, and then we'll probably finish by giving our own opinions. Um, for starters, I think there's, I think there's two camps on this. I, two, I actually I take that. Back. There's three. There's three. Yeah. The three, like there's one. We'll give him the name, the gentleman. Talk about the gentleman. The gentleman. <laughs> Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Wide. Mm-hmm. I got duck sausage in my pit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got that? No. <laughs> so the gentleman. When you think of a gentleman, you're thinking of a guy with the collared shirt still. You know, he's going out with a collared shirt because he's fancy. Mm-hmm. He's got some pretty nice waiters, and he goes out, and you, you would call this the a lot of times is a mallard purist, you know. Mm-hmm. He might be going out for teal season, but if it, if it was a regular season, he's only going to shoot green heads yeah. or only drakes. Mm-hmm. So we kind of got to talk him the gentleman. The gentleman is seen as it's it's like th- they would say it's unethical to water swat. Mm-hmm. They would say it's unethical because they're on the water and it's like a cheap shot in a fight. Like you shouldn't do it. There's no reason to. And that you can call them off the water or yell at them to get them off the water. But mm, I would say most gentlemen don't even like that. Yeah. Like, it's almost like, I wouldn't say they're against finishing birds, but they just don't like that whole idea. Mm-hmm. But w- what's your thought about the gentleman? Oh, no, I think you hit it on the head. It's your people that are... They want them hovering over the decoys, but yeah. they don't want their feet to touch the water. And if their feet touch the water, you may not be allowed back in the blind if you shoot them. Yeah. Um, and, and they're going to just give you a ration of crap about it. My, my experience with gentlemen and this happened, I was at a, I was at a club and I was hunting and it was a pretty slow day. We shot a couple birds, but it was, it was rough. I'm talking like. I would say like ten or twenty degrees, blowing mm-hmm. at like forty mile an hour oh, wind. All right, okay. Thank God it was a warm, a heated pit. Bull. Yeah, right. And they're making duck sausage, BS, and like they're not even really paying attention. And there is this hen mallard <laughs> hovering at ten yards. Not only did it hover at ten yards, it kept flying around in circles, landing in the decoys. Bruh. My that thing would have died three times, six times over because like I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, but I don't. I'm I'm invited, so I don't want to be that guy. But yeah, like, but it's <sighs> like, come on. At what point do you like shoot the bird? Like, I mean, it's asking to die. It's cold outside. Yeah, I mean, it is. Everybody loves the solid green limit. Yeah. Um, but like. Some of those hunts that are just miserable, especially if you're not getting the success that you wanted. It's, yeah. it's painful to watch those birds. You know, not all of us can be from Louisiana and get hundreds of thousands of birds, even though we say we don't get any, and get to sit there and pick out green heads. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. For you, for people that do get to enjoy that amount or level of success, <laughs> uh, okay, I get it. <laughs> I think you might get some Louisiana people that are going to fight you on that one. <laughs> Next podcast. <laughs> I did say I like to route people up. Yeah, you did. No, like I've ever, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to get off track, but do this. Like there's already videos coming out on like Facebook forums about like birds and huge flocks of birds in Louisiana. And they're like, but then it turns around. They're like, we don't have any birds. Like, Dude, I don't even want to hear it. It's because most of your Louisiana people are like, we want to shoot mallards. And they get all the teal, the gadwall, the ringnecks. Dude, I have never heard more smack talk. I may be California, but like Arkansas and Louisiana talking crap on spoonbills. Bruh. <sighs> Come on. Send them my way. Oh, send I, them. I will, I will gladly, shoot Hollywood all day. I will shoot limits for days and i will leave you the mallards if we want to hunt together if you want to invite me hey love to shoot the shit 
love to drink, and I'll shoot the spoonies, you shoot the mallards. We're all game. Even even Matt from High Prairie and his hatred for gadwalls, and I'm over here just like, bring them, bring them here. <laughs> if I ever get to hunt with Matt during a big duck season and oh. gadwalls come in, I'm going to smash a gadwall right in front of him, feel no remorse no remorse <laughs> uh, he's gonna be like ah, i can't believe i don't, I don't know if you maybe you have but like i had a video last year it was like dropping from the heavens on our youtube if you haven't yet make sure to jump on our youtube bigger and hunters and hit subscribe but there was a group of i'm not even paying attention i'm sitting there bsing with the guys and i hear jared like hold still like get down I'm like okay and just kind of like look up ish hit my gopro dude there's 30 gadwall dumping from the heavens and we just rip into them my favorite reservoir i had several hunts where the gadwalls they i actually shot more gadwalls this year than i ever have i did too like i it was crazy but i they just do it dirty dude oh they're like teal they really are yeah where they just if they see it and they like it even slightly and they just from the heavens like So if you guys got gadwall, spoonies, like, bruh, send them our way. I, you know, people call them trash ducks, but you know what? I guess I'm trailer trash. I guess. I'm a, I'm a trash duck too. Nebraska trash. Dude. It don't matter. That's where we're at in Nebraska. So, all right. So that's the gentleman. The second I would call, ah, this one's a hard one. I would call them the in-betweeners. I would call them the, let's call them the outdoorsman. Yeah. He's not quite the gentleman and... The third one's going to be the redneck. We're going to call him the outdoorsman. So I would put, you know, I, and we talked about this. Again, I would say I'm the outdoorsman. So the outdoorsman, I think it, it really, I think it would depend on what kind of duck and what kind of scenario they're in. Mm-hmm. I would say that. How's the day going? Is the weather crappy? Have we shot 15 birds of our 18? Yeah. Or do we have three? Or um, is it at? 25 yards just on the edge of the decoys or is it right in front of the blind you know what is the scenario of how this bird is coming in and landing on the water um does it make more sense for us to shoot it on the water or is it a pintail mallard hybrid that (laughs) just is bound for the wall that you can't just let slip away (laughs) <laughs> uh, or is it just a hen green wing that if you miss it three times, you're going to get laughed at, but who cares? At least it wasn't on the water. Yeah. What is the scenario for yeah. the outdoorsman? <laughs> so the scenario we were in, right? I, we'd r- probably ripped into two groups. I'd probably say we have eight or nine ducks and there's five of us sitting there. Pappy didn't get to shoot because in the last podcast we talked about this, but Nala broke. I didn't get to shoot. Pappy didn't shoot because she was in our line. The other guys waited till the ducks were way off the water, and that way she they weren't even shooting in her direction. So we felt bad for Pappy. Here comes his single. It wanted to die. Oh, yeah. It wanted it. You want to see the video? Make sure to check our Instagram, hit follow, but come just perfectly in. It's just nice and slow, like, hey, bro. Now, if you're the gentleman, you probably would have shot him coming into you or you would have yelled and got it up to take off. But in Pappy's words, it was a high percentage shot. <laughs> well, uh, the other thing, when it comes to the outdoorsmen's and, like, the scenarios, those single young ducks yeah. are stupid. Yes. They will sit there. I, I can remember on an opening, it was probably five or six years ago, on an opening day of Big Duck, um, we had this hen definition of a juvenile gadwall Mm. in the decoys five guys walked out to this bird got out of the blind walked out to this bird because we didn't want to shoot it on the water yeah we had we were outdoor we're certainly outdoorsmen but like we try not to like we were having a good enough day but we still wanted to shoot it five guys and I mean, we got within like 10 yards of this thing. It just would not get up. It's just waiting for all the decoys and all the other birds that are quote unquote on the water yep. to get up. It's a young bird. It's following the other birds. Well, it didn't follow any more birds after that day, but yeah. Oh yeah. Um, those young birds do that sometimes and they just sit there. I would say the key component about the outdoorsman, it all depends on the scenario, but 
Like the outdoorsman, the mark of an outdoorsman would be, eh, like if you want to, eh, if you don't want to, eh, but am I going to? It depends on the day, depends on the scenario. And then most of the time I'm going to yell at him to get him up. Yeah. Like <clears throat> if it were me, if I was in a scenario, I probably would have yelled at it, got it up and shot it. Like, yeah. That's just me, because I know I'm a pretty good marksman. But do I care if Pappy shot in the water? Not really. It doesn't bother me a bit. Yeah, no. So that, I would say that's the mark of outdoorsmen. They could go either way. Most times they would shoot off the water and shoot it, but did they really care? Not really. They're going to try and not shoot it on the water, but if it's just like there and it just is not going to go any other way, they'll do it. They don't care. Yeah. Uh, the last one. Oof. Deep south. I would, I would just <laughs> I would just call this one the redneck or uh it's called if, if it flies it dies. It's called Arkansas for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm not I'm not trying to trash on them. I mean Arkansas <laughs> boys I, I met a few Arkansas boys this weekend actually or really? for opening weekend of Teal. Super nice dudes. But mm. um they like to kill their ducks. And yeah. uh <laughs> Hey Boy, howdy, do they kill their ducks sometimes. <laughs> well, you got to think. Okay, so if you're talking about Arkansas, if you're hunting the timber, this is, I would say, the propo- big proponent of what you would call the Arkansas. <clears throat> the big proponent of the Arkansas would be the wood duck because those ducks come in so fast through that timber and dump on the water so yeah. fast. So that's where they kind of get it from because that's the other thing, too. If those wood ducks, man, they take off the water, they take off fast mm, they are fast little birds crazy so, fast like, actually coming through that timber as quick as they do and then dumping in i would say that's one of the big reasons why our consulting exists yeah but uh i would say the redneck is, is like bro i don't really care if it's around me it's gonna die it made it to the water so it deserves to die kind of people <laughs> i mean that sounds really harsh but i do hear that one a lot a lot yeah. actually i think there was one guy in your comments that said something along yeah. those lines like Hey, it it made it to the water, and I in and this is why I consider myself kind of in that outdoorsman range because it's yeah. like you made that duck, and I've heard this one come around like go around social media a lot. You got that duck to commit so well that it landed in your decoys. Yeah, you've won. That's yeah. what a lot of people say. You've won. You have completed the goal. Yeah. Um which is to get birds to decoy. And, you know, if you're not looking in that wood duck or that teal or... Because, I mean, it's not very often that you get a mallard or a pintail that just drops right into the decoys. Yep. It's mostly your little ducks and then gadwall do it pretty well. But yep. um, if it's in the decoys, it's like you won. Yep, That absolutely. is the purpose of the decoys. And that's what a lot of your rednecks or Arkansasers would say. And I... <laughs> I don't necessarily disagree with that. I just yeah, I would say the counter the counter argument for that and what most gentlemen would say, and I've seen this too, is that okay, that's fine, and I I get that, but you still could have got him up and got him to shoot away. Mm-hmm. The, the problem, the thing is, I would say the interesting part about the gentleman for me in that aspect is it's almost like it's a, a philosophical or a moral argument, like. It's almost like morally wrong to shoot it on the water. And I don't, I honestly don't know where that comes from. I don't know if it's like a, a self-righteous place or mm-hmm. just like I'm trying to be morally righteous, but that that's that part of that argument I've never quite understood very well. I mean, I would put myself in the outdoorsman camp, but that's always been interesting. The other one, the big argument that I thought that was pretty interesting in this was what about a crippled bird? Like, say say from the gentleman camp, where would you be at? You know, like, for instance, I had a really good one on this. There was a bird that we knocked down, was on the edge of the water, wasn't moving, and as soon as I went to go grab it, it, man, and you know teal. Man, they can get across the water quick because oh, between the feet and their wings, they got a broken wing, man, they just. Well, they're small ducks. They just move through the water so fast. I yeah. Mean, it's like, just like a little torpedo, honestly. Yeah. So what do you do about those? I mean, as a gentleman, you're technically morally wrong if you shoot it on the water. Yeah. If it's wounded, do you not just not shoot it? That, the whole cripple aspect of this conversation is where a lot of people, I think, 
it's where you get the well i guess kind of <laughs> conversation so well you because you know your rednecks and your arkansas will be like well i don't get cripples because <laughs> i shoot them on the water yeah and it's like that's a valuable aspect of the conversation you're losing less less ducks especially if they're in the decoys and you just you know yeah crush them um but yeah with the gentleman it's like obviously i would assume most of your groups are going to be like well it's not getting up and flying so shoot it on the water again yeah but it's like you could prevent that if you've got one like because actually i think it's surprising how many of those birds that you jump off of the water actually do become kind of cripples because it's not your normal shot yeah almost like it's a very easy shot if you're you know a good hunter but with your new hunters for instance the one you were talking about in the last episode where you guys shot at it like nine times it kind of just was like right over the water yep um i've seen that happen with those birds that come right off the water well, it's not a normal shot coming at you. A lot of times it's like uh, they, a lot of birds from my, what I've, my experience of coming off or yelling at them, they go off to the side. Mm-hmm. And I would say most people, I don't, I don't want to generalize, but I would say generalized people, their worst shooting is side to side. It's not coming at me mm-hmm. or going away. It's usually side to side. And yeah. You see that a lot in skeet. Well, and it's on their weak side that that's yep. usually their strugglesome side. So, like, I'm left-handed. I'm really good at my left-to-right shot. Yep. My right-to-left shot is really difficult because, I like, I have to swing my whole body to make that work. And that's um, the other thing, too, especially, like, public marsh. If it's got bad mud in it and it takes off the right and you've got yeah. to pivot, mm-hmm. it can end badly. So well, you can hurt yourself. And then on top of that, the conversation of you got to chase that bird, yep. like, if it's a cripple. Um I think I think one other aspect that I keep thinking of as I think about one of the places that I hunt in that early light, you've got the silhouette of the birds at first light on the water. Yeah. And then once they get above the water, you lose them for like 10 or 15 yards until they get above the skyline, essentially. Yeah. And like some people make the argument of, well, I'm going to end up shooting blindly at them anyways. Yeah. Why don't in that first, you know, for the people that are completely okay with shooting them on the water regularly, why not just shoot them on the water first light? Yeah. Um, another thought I had is when you get a group of 30 or something like that, for instance, yep. with Teal, as we were talking about in the last podcast, Teal just dropping the decoys when they are in those big groups. Something about those big groups, they just... They just do it dirty. Yeah. And, you know, what if you've only got two birds left of your limit? Shooting into a group like that can be dangerous. Absolutely. I mean, I've got, I I can think of one hunt from two years ago where I had a group. Now, I didn't shoot them off the water, but they came over my decoys, and I took three birds out with one shot. Now, luckily, it was the first shot that I had taken of the morning, so um, I was still good. Yeah. But you only have one bird left in the group and you shoot three birds and the game warden comes down. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> I shot it. Uh, uh, I was trying to be a good sportsman. Yeah. But you've got one bird on the outlier. It's like, well, I can finish the winner right here. Yeah. There's, there's so many different angles about it. I think it's why there's so many arguments that come around about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think everybody has, I don't know, somewhat of a good, like, I don't know. It's just hard because it depends on what you, you would view as ethical. And I think that's a big thing is, like, if it you're viewing water swatting as moral or ethical or whatever you want to put it as. But I don't know. It, it's just one of those debates. I just I don't know that anybody can ever really assert themselves. I think that's why this debate is just kind of longstanding because no one can really put, a, put their level to it. Yeah, and I know there are... S- there's not, I don't actually know if there is in any anymore, but for the longest time there used to be a couple states that it was illegal to shoot yep. them off the water. I know Kansas was like that a couple years ago. They're not that way anymore, but for the longest time they were. Um, I don't think Nebraska ever was that way, and if they were, I don't know about it. Um, 
and even then further north, I, it was a very limited amount of states that were ever that way. And I don't know. I just, the conversation of it being ethical when you're talking about a clean shot, you miss me with. Which, and again, I sit for the most part in that outdoorsman section. But the people that are like, it's completely unethical to shoot birds on the water. It just breaks my brain. Like, it really does. Because it's like, well, I know that unless I mess up as a shooter, that bird is not going anywhere. Yep. It's 15 yards. It is um, on the water. I'm going to shoot it. It's going to not go anywhere. Versus if I let it get up, I could wing it or shoot it back or something or completely miss it. Who knows? I don't know. It's That argument you miss me with. I will say the one argument that I do generally agree with when it comes to water swatting is you can see some mangled looking ducks <laughs> shooting them on the water. <laughs> and I personally as an outdoorsman, obviously I eat the, the yeah. birds that I shoot and I don't like to waste. Yeah. So I see that side of the argument more than the ethical you know, kill yep. argument because I don't want to waste um, a duck. I mean, we've all been there where we've shot a duck that has looked less than desirable. Um, <laughs> I can, I mean, last year on opening weekend, a buddy of mine shot a teal at like 10 feet and he's, I mean, not to be too gruesome, he split the thing in half. And it was, I mean, it was a waste. The bird, I mean, it was part of the limit, but it was, there was nothing viable on the bird. Yep. And, um, you know, you see that with birds on the water a lot of times, especially the ones that, like, do it, do it in the decoys. I mean, at 30 yards, your spread is so wide at that point that it's like, no, you're going to be fine. But so I see that. When it comes to the gentleman, I hear a lot of people say that. I did and I did like the one comment you had where the guy was like, oh, it's going to eat just as good whether he shoots it on the water or not. <laughs> um, and I also agree with the one guy that was like, you don't shoot a running deer. Yep. Um, so, uh, and that's why I sit in the outdoorsman section because I see both sides. Yep. Um, but no one, the, the world... The hunting community will just never agree on this one. No. At least not. I do think that it is fading out a little bit because I think the gentleman is definitely of the older generations. And as, you know, as those duck hunters pass and go to duck hunter heaven, you know, (laughs) you know, they can shoot all their birds in the air there. But, you know, you got the younger group, the people that are, in that younger age range that just want to kill ducks. And I, yeah. actually, that's a good point. What age are you? Because your youth generally just want to shoot the birds. Yep. And, you know, I think freelance duck hunting kind of says it perfectly. You've got like, it's like four or five stages of duck hunting. Yep. You've got the killing, or the beginning stage, the killing stage, the mentoring stage, the just kind of sit back, a bunch of different stages. What stage are you in? If you just want to kill ducks, you're going to shoot them however you can shoot them, whether that's unfortunately at 60 yards or whether they're on the water. Or 120. Or, (laughs) 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 seen that too many times, hunting public marshes. Um, Or are you in that kind of, you know, mid to late 20s, like our age range, where it's like, I could go either way. What kind of day am I having? I've been hunting ducks for, you know, either most of my life or, I very, you know, eight to 10 years. Um, I could go either way or you're in that older range. It's like, well, I want to see a show and I don't think shooting them on a water is very sporty. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it could go either way. I, I would say I, I agree with everything you're coming from. The only, I would say there's two aspects that I'd bring up. I, for those people that I would say one of the big things for some, especially divers, like I, 
it is almost impossible to shoot divers on the water because it's, I don't even know how they do it, man. They won't even know you're there. But as soon as you shoot, they're gone to the water. And next thing you know, you're chasing them. And then sometimes you wound them, and then it's really a disaster, especially if you're on, like, a reservoir. Dude, I hit. <laughs> so last year we were hunting with Drake, or Shay's brother, and there was a ruddy duck that just kind of singled on. Singled out, and you could tell he broke its wing, and he made it out, and, like, it gets a D pretty fast. I'm mm-hmm. talking, like, sick, like, 10, 20 yards out, like, you're you're under, you could be underwater. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's a, it's a grandparents lake, uh, it's like, it's bigger than a pond, but not a lake, mm-hmm. I know, I, I don't know if you've seen pictures, but we'll have to go there sometime, but this ruddy duck, just out, just paddling around, he spent, I would say, half an hour in a canoe, like, trying to get just close enough to it, to shoot it to again, shoot again. <laughs> yeah, no, ruddy ducks are the worst, <laughs> it was hilarious, they're, they're the worst, because they absolutely won't fly, no, you can, I mean, they're just going to dive, and they're going to... I have seen runny ducks in air twice. That's it. Yep. Twice. And the spot that I like to hunt, reservoir-wise, around here, every year, about mid-October to mid-November, there's like 200 of them there. It's like just a historical path for them. But uh, they'll sit out in the middle of the lake. Either you're not paying attention, they're in your decoys. Mm-hmm. Because you never see them coming. Well, they dive and they swim 100 yards. It's and crazy they, how far they swim. Or it's that, or they're just hanging out in the middle of the lake. And you could do whatever you want. You could go out there with a, a boat, and you would never get close. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Good luck. <laughs> if you want to try it, good luck. The second one. The second point I'm going to bring up is, does this still apply? Like, does this whole concept apply to geese? Because I've seen a lot of oh, gentleman man, hunters. I bring that up there's, too. I, there's a lot of gentleman hunters out there that will give you crap for ducks. It's a, it's weird. People have a lot more respect for ducks mm-hmm. than they do geese. Yeah. People have, a, like, they despise geese. I do too, but they despise <laughs> geese. So if you get a goose and somehow talk it in and make it land at 30 yards or especially a flock, you are not letting them get off the ground. Yeah, I don't... No problem. I actually don't get that switch, <laughs> which for me is so weird because unless it's like at that, like, hey, it's kind of... If I let it fly, it's at the edge of that, I may not get it kind of yeah. range. I don't like to shoot geese on the water or on the ground because goose decoys are expensive. <laughs> are you kidding me? Last thing I... like. Hey, I will let it rip. No problem. We haven't even talked about the decoy aspect because I have holes in so many decoys from some of my friends. It is (laughs) stupid. I have, I I got, I kid you not, last year on, uh, my birthday always lands around opening Big Duck. I got a little Mojo Butt Rippler Mm. for my birthday the night before opening day. My buddy, he's, he was a new hunter. It's okay. Uh, I love him. He's a great dude. (laughs) Absolutely smacked that sucker. I used it for two hours. (laughs) And I was like, oh, gosh. But so like geese, I mean, I hunt mostly water, so I'm using floaters. And so that I think that's where I sit with that way, like shells or um, full bodies. Maybe, I mean, I still wouldn't want to put holes in them, but that's a little different. If I sink a floater, that's $30 a floater oh, that's yeah. just sinking to the bottom of the lake. Yeah, you have more so, respect for geese than I do. I don't. I mean, I do, <laughs> but I, because I like to shoot geese. I really, really do, actually. Uh, oh, man. I'm so ready for goose season. It's actually kind of silly. I, yeah. I shot a few last year and, like, finally started to learn it, and I just can't stop thinking about it. So here's the thing. And that's what we talk about with the outdoorsman part of it is it all depends on your satisfaction of killing something. And that's what he's kind of attesting to of like where your stage is with like a hunter. Mm-hmm. I I don't I wouldn't get that much satisfaction for shooting a teal in the water just mm-hmm. because they're teal and they're stupid and they're easy to get in. But a late season goose that has I've spent hours and upon hours <laughs> scouting, spending hour or two setting up. And just, just manage, manage to get it in the decoys. 
you know, you know I'm letting it rip. No problem. Not going to feel bad about it. <laughs> Gentlemen, if you want to crusade me, go ahead. Because I will still have the satisfaction <laughs> of killing that damn goose. No shame. Well, but I still agree with you. I do think a lot of your gentlemen fall short when it comes to geese Yeah, on the gentleman area, and they fall somewhere in that outdoorsman. And I think it's because a lot of people relate geese to turkeys. Yeah. I mean, I call them sky turkeys. I really do. <laughs> like, I know turkeys can fly, but how often do you see turkeys just out and about flying 300 yards up yeah no you don't but geese i mean <laughs> they're small turkeys even yeah. i mean like depending on where you are if you're in the south that's about how big your turkeys are is about the size of a goose as it is so yeah but and i think that's where people kind of change their opinions because if you're in a field and you get a bunch of geese i mean they look different colored obviously but they're sticking their heads up and it's it's no different than a turkey sticking their head up you got that full choke in like you're turkey hunting and you just three and a half inch whatever you use and you just let her rip on them on the ground yep i will say i think it's shocking how bad or how many people struggle to shoot geese on the ground yeah like now they're super tough birds it's a lot of fat i mean they i they're tough tough birds to kill sometimes yep um so I, I understand why people struggle sometimes. But I think that's why as well. How many times have you hit a goose in the air and it's kept flying and you n- sadly know that you whacked it? Well, you know, I've, I, uh, listeners, Matt from High Prairie Sportsman managed to talk me into boss. Yeah. Shooting the bismuth. Let's go. I can't believe it. I mean... <laughs> Kudos to you, Matt, for uh, convincing him to drop three hundred and thirty dollars hey, on two hundred shells. Not even hey, a full hey, case. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> the gentleman. The gentleman. <laughs> so, and you can—he's—he's he's gonna give me crap, guys. He's gonna give me crap. But here's the thing: thinking about selling my twos and buying Boss for for ducks too. You think say, say that again? I'm thinking about selling my three inch twos I have to my brother and buying boss for ducks. Oh my gosh, can you at least shoot them first? <laughs> this man, this man, <laughs> not to get off on too much of a tangent, but he's like, how oh, my boss shells came in opening day of dove season that he must have taken them out with him. And uh, I don't, no. I don't remember what, um, but he texts me. <laughs> I should look at the text, but here, here I'll, like, I'll say what I said. <laughs> so I, I, I go out and. So background story, Shay passed her nursing exams. Awesome. Kudos to her. Congratulations. If anybody knows her, send her a DM, say congrats. Awesome. She's been trying to pass it. So she had her big old thick nursing books for the NCLEX. So we're taking out to her parents. Okay, I took some boss shells. I'm just curious how they kick, you know. I bought the inch and a half, three inch twos. Like, okay, we'll see how they work, right? So I pick my I pick a shell up, throw it in the gun, shoot it. Oh my gosh, the thing kicks like a freaking horse. <laughs> And like I it does I'm I don't have any problem with shells. Like mm-hmm. nothing ever really phases me. And like there was last year I had like an inch and a quarter BB shot and I was shooting them all year, gave one to Dane, he kicked him and he's like, Oh my gosh, that's hurt and I'm like, I don't feel those at all. Mm-hmm. So if I'm saying like it kicks like a horse, it kicks like a freaking horse. So I'm like, I'm curious. So we had some two and three quarter sixes, threw him in Shay's gun, she was shooting the books. And they'd penetrate like quarter of an inch or a quarter of the pages through in that boss shell. Boom. Knock that book like 10 or 20 feet back. Like that thing just sent it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Just think for listeners, especially you gentlemen, there's a goose 20 yards. Put that boss shell in, shoot him back 20 yards. Satisfaction. Satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> so just know. Gentlemen, if there's a goose at 20 yards, I'm you know I'm going to send it. I will say, as he's talking about all these <laughs> boss shells, <laughs> I can't give him too much crap because I went I went a little big or go home kind of this year with my geese as well. I there you go. I don't like to shoot three and a half, but I was like, no, I'm I know I'm going to kill some geese this year and I want to kill my geese. Because, I, I mean, I've had to chase a few cripples. It's not fun. It's not fun to chase a... You think chasing a duck is bad? Chasing a goose? I mean, oh, 
Okay, Whether it's water or land, it is terrible. So I was, I want to say four or five years ago now, we were hunting this spot and it was, uh, it was off a refuge. Mm-hmm. So you had like umpteen, yard, umpteen yards, they had it marked mm-hmm. to where you couldn't, couldn't go past pass, yeah. with a gun. There, we shot so many cripples that day <laughs> and I had to run so much. I was dying and these geese would get up and they'd, they'd just start square up on me. I'm like, you son of a gun. And the hard part is if you get their neck, they're going to wing you. Yeah. But if you tackle them, it's like, it's always a fight. So you know what? I'm just going to let boss take care of that now. The crazy thing is, I mean, I not quite like that, but I have one goose that I always think about when it comes to cripples. I shot this thing again and then wrung its neck hard. And Oof. if you ever wrung a, a goose's neck, like not to be too gruesome, but I mean, it's like trying to break a solid stick. Yep. It's hard. I And it was one of the first geese I'd ever shot. I was really new to it. Um, wasn't even really... I mean, I was shooting decent shells, but yeah. Um, I thought I'd run this goose's <laughs> neck well enough, and we were getting back to the hunt, and I put it in the pile, and we get done with the hunt, and we're counting. <laughs> this goose is gone. <laughs> it, and I feel, I'm laughing about it. I feel terrible about it, because I, I have more respect for what I shoot than that. Yep. And like the whole, like, and... That situation right there is one of the reasons I went out and got one of those finishers. Those yep. things are bomb. Anyone yep. who doesn't have one needs to get one. Like I was saying, I used it on a teal this weekend. And my dad was like, "How much is that?" And I was like, "It's fifteen bucks at Shields." He's like, fifteen dollars for a piece of plastic." I was like, "It's not plastic. It's metal." Mm. And he's like, "Oh." I was like, "Worth every dollar." Yeah, every dollar. If you don't have one on your lanyard, you should get one. Absolutely. But we spent twenty minutes looking for that goose. We finally found it. And it was plenty alive, and I felt terrible. Oh, yeah. It was like, gosh. If only you had Boss. <laughs> well, <laughs> this was long enough ago that I think Boss had just started, because they're, they're a pretty new company. Yeah. See, I, I'm just thinking of you, like, shooting one out in the water, having a kayak over there and go get it, and then you picking it up on the end of your kayak and, like, grabbing its neck, and it's just sitting there, like, winging you in the face, like, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Oh, I've, I've had it happen. Oh, yeah. At least it's banded. Yeah. Because all you shoot is banded. All I shoot is banded geese. <laughs> He's too cool. He doesn't invite me for banded Well, hey, I told you I'd take you there this year. <laughs> I know. I'm right around Thanksgiving, it seems, when those uh, birds roll around. So. so now that we got way off topic. Yeah. All right, back. We'll finish up. We'll finish up the podcast. Where do you stand? Just as a general. As a general, I'd certainly land in the outdoorsman. Yeah. Um. I will say that I lean, I'm not snobby about it, but I lean gentlemen. I don't like to shoot them on the water. I really don't, um, mostly for the meat aspect. In fact, sometimes even the guys in my group, It for me, it really depends on what kind of a hunt we're having. having. Like last year on opening day, my buddy Micah, which he didn't get to teal hunt a whole lot that year, he shot two on the water yep. at like first light too. And I was like, come on, dude thousands of birds around us i'm just like let's let's work them yeah if there if there's that many birds work them and if they're doing it work them there's no sense in shooting them on the water in my opinion but i've shot plenty on the water and i have told all my friends plenty of times shoot it on the water if it's not going to get up don't waste your time yeah um first of all like you could be out in the middle of the decoys trying to get it up and then 10 mallards drop out of the sky and it's like well shit (laughs) so i would say for me i would say a lean gentleman with a couple exceptions Mm -hmm. i have a general respect and love for ducks i enjoy ducks i love seeing them work i love the whole aspect of duck hunting it's just it's it is what it is it's gorgeous i love it awesome but there's certain ducks that or I should say there's one duck I have a dissatisfaction for, and then talking about, we'll talk about that. Pintails. I have no problem shooting them on the water. I really don't. <laughs> I have a dis, I have almost like a disdain for pintails just because they irritate me, and they just love to go around. Every, the, you have two camps in pintails. Either people love them 
They love seeing them work, and then they are all satisfied when they can finally get them in. I have a disdain because not only do they, they just like, and sometimes I feel like this, they waste my time because I'm sitting there calling them for like such a long time, and then they also mess up other ducks a lot. Yeah. Like you got something else from working here. Like Gadwall, Gadwall are usually pretty dumb, but then they'll get near pintails and get wadded up, and then the pintails just take off like, Bruh. Well, you remember that hunt. Don't don't be taking my trash ducks. That hunt, la- <laughs> that hunt last year on Sunday that we yeah. went, we had like ten mallards just appear out of nowhere. They yep. circled us one time, and then these like three pintails joined. Yep. Now the crazy thing was that Drake literally dropped out of the sky right to the decoys. Don't talk about it. Yeah, I know it was. Don't brutal. talk about it. It was a brutal one. But normally, you're <laughs> absolutely right. Those yep. pintails would join a group of of whatever yep. and they will circle and circle and circle so if you're a pintail hunter and you love pintails and you can get them to the water and shoot them on the water you have won kudos <laughs> kudos to you yeah, like <laughs> screw being a gentleman if you get a if you get a pintail on the water yeah absolutely no smack remorse. that thing no remorse <laughs> none now, if you have the patience to wait for them to get the water, that's yeah. the other part. Yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, next part, geese and snow geese. I have a general disdain for both of them. Now, <laughs> geese are a little different. I would say for me, it would depend on the type of day you're having with geese. Well, a good day, yeah, just like shoot them. But if, just know, as a, just as a general case, there's nine geese sitting in the decoys. There's going to be five guys poking their guns up, already having it to their shoulders, and they are going to die Yeah, a horrible death. And I'm not going to feel bad. And I'm going to video it, and I'm going to put it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Second part, snow geese. Man, if you can get them on the water... I can, I applaud you. You can go into the whole conversation of jumping snow geese. Yeah. And that's I, that's a totally different like genre of what we're talking about, jumping birds. Um, you know, that, that could be a totally different podcast, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I if you get snow geese to the water Again, I don't even I don't know why anybody give you crap at that point. Yeah, again, it's you won. If you can get especially a single, that doesn't matter. Yeah, those single juvies will sometimes just absolutely crush it. They'll do it yeah. like they just they're gonna, young. They're I dumb. will say nothing better than like a group of like six or eight Rossies, man. Mm. Oh, he had a group like that. That's what dreams are made of. But if you get one of those, if you're hunting a pond or a field and you just get one of those massive circles of snow geese that for some reason the wind's right, the stars align, there's it's a sunny or cloudy, whatever you prefer. Yeah. Uh, the the hide is perfect. You're in a pit blind with eight of your best buddies or whatever, and you get a hundred snow geese to land or more. Oh my gosh! Light those suckers up. <laughs> Like don't. The don't. funny part is the one, like the two that hit the ground, are probably gonna get like <laughs> three or four shells. Yeah, and not the birds in front of you. Well, and again, that's the conversation where it's like, if you do shoot them on the water or the ground, yeah, you're really committing to it, actually, because most people, like we were talking about before the podcast, most people don't wait that long for snow geese. Most people are shooting them at forty or fifty yards. Yeah, so. If you're willing to wait for them to hit the water, I think you absolutely almost would be doing yourself and your group a disservice by shooting them in the air. <laughs> that sounds really redneck of me, but... Hey, if you're on snow geese, you're probably redneck. Because let's be honest. Well, yeah, most of your gentlemen probably aren't hunting snow geese. If they are, they're probably going with the group and they paid a guide or out yeah. there. I mean... I mean Let's just say if this year doesn't go well, I probably will be joining that because I'm tired of spending a lot of money and not killing very many snow geese. See, that's my issue. Every year I want to do it. And honestly... Well, apparently which, one if, of our buddies said he's not doing it this year. Oh, yeah? One of them just said, nope, not doing it. Mm-mm. I'm like, oh. I, you probably will, but you're saying you won't now. Because oh. he said the same thing last year, and then... I always say that I'm going to get a guide or something and go 
Yeah. And then I turkey hunt. <laughs> That's not bad either. Maybe I, maybe I'd become a turkey hunter if I didn't snow goose hunt. Or you're well, or you're not going to turkey hunt because you're a snow goose hunter. How about this? You take me snow goose hunting, I'll take you turkey hunting. That's fine. Because snow geese come through in one week anyways. That's when the majority of them come through. I would say we probably... I would say we got probably two two good weeks of hunting, and we probably can hunt it four weeks. Really? The last week of the year, we didn't hunt just because... I think I had something going on, and I, I think I think the other guys did too. The first week we had mostly adults. We had crazy video of like umpteen thousand. So man, it's gonna be another trying bail or bunny trail. But I'm gonna do it anyway. We pull up. You can't even hear yourself because there there's one pond, and then like half a mile down there's another pond, mm. and like you couldn't even hear yourself because there was that many yeah. like. You're all excited. They all get up and just go. And left? Just all left. Headed north? No. They went They went south to go get some, to some field. We could still hear them. And I think we shot, I want to say like eight or ten. We were just kind of figuring out because the spot we were hunting wasn't necessarily, obviously that was the roost. They mm-hmm. went to feed. And we thought that that would be kind of a field slot or a feed slash loaf spot. But it was just straight loaf. Mm. Now this year might be a little different because it's a little bit of snack snack in the pond. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> but like I think we figured it out. Yeah. So it's a loaf spot. So I think this year's gonna be better. Don't hold me to that. I just always say that because this year I went to Washington right during like the heat of it. When we went yeah. out there, we went through the Carney Grand Island area and Ooh. North Platte area. Oh my there was probably 10 million birds in that area yep. easy mode like easy yeah and when we came back five hundred thousand. yeah i mean there was birds but most of them were gone yeah no so okay. sorry yawn um yeah and then I'm trying to think what else yeah well, i mean we saw a lot of birds i think we had two or three like good days try to like one day we tried to get everybody to go, and they just wouldn't. Nobody else wanted to go. And there was two guys. It was just me and Jared. And we could have shot a lot more than that, but I yeah. think we shot, what did we shoot? Like 12, I think, 12 or 15. Yeah, it was a phenomenal day. They could have shot more, but sorry, buddy. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to break your heart, but it is what it is. <laughs> no banded geese, no snow geese. <laughs> but we are... We are buying, I've committed to buying another 500 and Jared committed to buying another 500. So I got to, I got to sell some of my old like gross Texas rags and then he's, we're going to buy some more like good socks. So we'll see what, how, see how things go. I believe in the magic. Do you believe? All right. Gentlemen, outdoorsmen, redneck, y'all just have go, you just go have fun. Y'all can argue between each other, but here's the reality. We're all duck hunters. We all love this sport. We all do it different ways. I have seen people that shoot birds on the water, and that's all they'll do. I've seen people that shoot birds at 10 yards. That's all they'll do. I have witnessed people shoot birds at 120 yards in the last week. I don't appreciate people that do that, but at the same time, they're getting out and they're doing it. They're enjoying their time in God's nature and, like, with their buddies, you know. However you decide to do that, I will respect you fully. Like, I'm not going to cuss you out. If you want to create a big stink on Hunter's social media posts about a teal that got just absolutely smacked, go over there, just bombard him with crap because, you know. I appreciate your, I appreciate, I, I, thanks for the engagement. Yeah. It helps out. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's the same, that's literally what I said to him. I was like, how many, how many, uh comments you've got it's like i've already got 24 and he's like so how much engagement do you have (laughs) hey let's just say there's been like 6500 people watch the video already yeah and it's day one so we'll see how things oh hey uh this is illegal in ohio Ah. all right so there it is just 
Breaking news. It's illegal in Ohio to water swat ducks. So if you're in Ohio, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't know. I I got like two or three comments even during the podcast. So, hey, hey, just keep commenting. Just comment, 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 and then share it if you feel really nice about it. Hey, I'm up to 7,000 views now. See how it goes. Yeah, I can. Let's go. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. If you really feel strongly, DM me. Love to talk to you. Yeah, DM. Go over to his post. Comment. What do you think? Are yeah. you, what what section do you sit in? Maybe tell him why. Yeah, he'll respond. And you, just, you know, we obviously didn't probably cover all the arguments tonight. So if you got a different viewpoint, hey, especially those gentlemen that like hit the moral ethical thing. I've never understood that. Send it my way, just because I'm curious. Yeah, if you want to talk to me about it too, head over to Huntfish three sixty five. Send me a DM. I'll have a massive conversation with you. You know, apparent, you know, pseudo. If you want to tell me and DM, DM me about Jeremy being the co host now, see what you think. <laughs> yeah, put, uh, put a good word in for me because, uh, like, I've always wanted to do a podcast. I need recommendations. Really I need recommendations. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, all right, guys, thank you for listening to this. I uh, just want to say thanks for the sponsors and all the support, all the people who listen to this. Uh, just appreciate it. So, all right, guys, have a good night. Get out there and get hunting and water swat or not water swat, whatever. (laughs) Just get out there. See ya. (laughs)